Hello there, friend, and welcome to the Cultivating Jewels podcast. This show is all about embracing the promise of abundance and cultivating what really matters in life. I'm your host, Amber Durgan, and together we will discuss what it means to be women devoting ourselves to Christ through all the various roles we play. I'm so excited you have joined me today and cannot wait to uncover the jewels that are sure to be ours. Welcome. Why, hello there, friends, and welcome back to the Cultivating Jewels show. I am so excited you are here and excited to be back myself. If you've missed my announcement, I am moving to an every week format here on the podcast. However, last week my family had an illness and I was not able to record our solo episode. So it is good to be back. Today I have the privilege of sharing Laura Anslow with you as we talk all about surrendering emotions to the Lord and walking by the Spirit even as emotional beings. Without further ado, here's my friend Laura. Enjoy. Good morning there, Laura, and welcome to the Cultivating Jewels show. How are you? I'm well, Amber. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to have you on. So a few months ago, um, for those of you that don't know, I put a question box in my stories on Instagram and um, just to assess interest in whoever wanted to come on the podcast. And Miss Laura is one of the ones that came on, which I was super excited about because I I've been following her for a couple of months, but have never really had a chance to sit down and have a conversation with her. So I'm happy you are here today, Laura. Thanks. Thank you so much. It'd, it'd be good if we could sit down in person, and have a cup of tea or something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe one day. One Maybe day. one day. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about living and surrender of our emotions. But before we jump into that, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us where we can find you online? Yeah, sure. Well, in person, you could find me all the way over in Australia. Um, But online, I am at laurajaneanslow.com. That's my website. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram under that same name as well. So have a look there. I just love to encourage women or just people in the faith. Um, how to live in, yeah, the freedom and empowered by the word of God, the freedom that his truth brings. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Um, Well, I guess we'll jump in. Can you define the term emotion for us? Yeah, that's a really good question because everyone knows about emotions. We all have emotions, though I think it's a really encompassing term. Uh, For me, I view emotions as the response that we have to the world around us, you know, to change or to the lack of change. Emotions really encompass our thoughts and feelings and, and they impact our behavioral expression. And I think some people might go, oh, I'm not an emotional person. And perhaps that, you know, our view of emotion then is, you know, not in its entirety because I think everyone will have an emotion whether we express it or not. And I think that emotions aren't right or wrong. They just are. 
no, we can't say to someone, you know, it's wrong to feel a certain way, you know, feel happy or feel sad or feel betrayed or feel fear or those things. Um, but they are either rooted in truth or not. Is that a good definition? That is an awesome definition. I love it. And I was just thinking of how you're so right. There are some people and I don't know if it's more of a personality thing or mm. not, but that would say they're not emotional people. And how we need to embrace it. God gave us emotions. I was just talking to a friend this morning um, about how when we cry, God made our eyes water, like down to the tiniest details. God is all over emotion and it's a beautiful thing and we should embrace them. But I think also sometimes living in a broken world, um, Mm. we have maybe we've been told that crying is weakness or not to be angry. And so we stuff it. But yeah, that was an awesome definition (laughs) Um, going off of that why is it important for us to be living in surrender of our emotions as Christians well I think I think living in surrender should really be our whole lives Amber I think um, you know our emotions are an integral part like you said of being human how God created us So if we don't, let's look at the flip side, if we don't surrender our emotion, then they will end up controlling us rather than handing over that control to the Lord. And when your emotions control you, it comes back to that being led by the spirit or being led by the flesh. Like are we walking in the flesh? Are we being controlled by our emotions in our you know humanity or uh you know are we being led by the spirit of god so i think surrendering our emotions is an that again i just come back to that word integral part of living the way that christ lived and living the way that he called us to live and if if we don't surrender them I really believe that leaves the door open for the enemy to come in and speak his truth instead, like not his truth, like speak his lies instead mm. of listening to the truth of God. So I, I think that it's a, I don't know if dangerous is the right word, but it's a, it's not a healthy place to be, I think, if we're not surrendering our emotions to God. Right. And you made a good point of walking by the spirit. That's so, um, Paul talks about that in Galatians, how important it is to daily walk by the spirit in all areas of our life. Because if we can't, if we're not surrendering our emotions, as you said, they have a chance because of the devil coming into our lives and working through that of Mm. tearing us away from Christ, like an integral part, as you said, of walking by the spirit of being a Christian is laying down our emotions and surrendering them. Not that they're bad, but we yes. still have to keep, it's like that verse that says, take every thought captive. Yes. You stole one of my verses. That's <laughs> right. I think, well, I think that's, it's, it's a critical um, example, you know, of how emotions impact our every, that's every part of our behavioral expression, every part of our being. They affect us physically, 
mentally and like I guess like I said at the beginning it then it's they're not wrong or right they just are we have emotion but is it is this emotion rooted in the truth of Christ and God's word given by him or is it not because scripture is very clear that you know fear for example the um, 2 Timothy verse um, 1 7 fear isn't we're not given a spirit of fear power love sound mind so fear isn't of God yet it is an emotion we feel we can't deny that the last 18 months hello has been you know full of fearful times but is that emotion going to control us or are we going to surrender that and let the truth of God take place instead so that I just keep coming back to that is this emotion rooted in truth or not that's I think that's why it's so important to you know daily surrender our emotions Mm. exactly yeah and sometimes even by the moment for us they're a little more emotional (laughs) yes (laughs) I am I am an emotional person I will own up to that so yeah definitely we've talked about a few verses so far but is there any Mm. more you can point us to yeah I think um, for me, the foundational verse uh, would be John 8.32, where it says, then you will know the truth Mm, and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. And so I come back to that, you know, is this emotion rooted in the truth of who God says I am, of who God says he is? is, is this truth? And if it's not truth, then I, I might be feeling this emotion, but I'm not walking in freedom. So, right. you know, that I keep coming back to that verse. And I think there's, you know, a few verses in the word Colossians 3.2, where it encourages us to think about things of heaven, think about things above, not on things on earth. And, you know, the Philippians 4 verse 8 one that you know is a really popular one whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure and lovely think on these things so I think throughout scripture we're really really encouraged to make sure our thoughts are on what is right and true and of God and then from that our emotions flow and I and that I guess for me there's a verse in Proverbs 23 7 that says you know as he thinks as a man thinks in his heart or a beautiful woman like us Mm -hmm. um, you know so is he you know whatever is going on in our heart and our mind really impacts our you know the behavioral expression or how we walk and how we respond to the world around us, you know, how we journey through life. So I think those sort of verses all intertwine together, you know, knowing the truth, being set free, setting our mind on things above, thinking on that what is true and right and noble and, you know, all of those intertwined really encourage us to surrender our emotions to God and really 
be sure of what we're not be sure of, but maybe come back to that verse that you said, you know, take those thoughts captive. Um, that's, yeah, I guess how we can walk in that surrender and why it's so important. I, the word just is so clear on why it's so important, you know, freedom, life in the spirit or life in the flesh and bondage to that which is not of God. Exactly. And it also, when you were talking, I made me think of Proverbs 4.23, where it says, guard our hearts because everything yes. flows from them. And yes. Just how like when people, there's a verse in the New Testament somewhere, I can't think of the address right now, but um, when Christians grieve, we grieve with hope. Like someone that's not a Christian can see us grieve and like where they would be completely consumed by grief. We have hope mm. because yes. we guard our hearts, because we walk by the spirit. It's just yes. so important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, they're all intertwined for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. What can you share on your own journey or testimony of living in surrender of your emotions? Yeah, um, it's been a real, it has been a real journey for me these last few years. Oh, as I said, confession time, very emotional <laughs> person over here, wear my heart on my sleeve. And um, I always, I guess, thought, well, that's just who I am. I'm an emotional person. But as the Lord, in his gracious way, began to teach me about walking in freedom, I had to come to a place of, I guess, that realisation. Before you can surrender, you have to realise what's not surrendered. And I just really was opened, you know, the Lord just really opened my eyes to the fact that my emotions were not surrendered to him. I was being swayed by my emotions, whatever would come my way, you know, how I would respond to the world around me and change and all those life things. And I wanted to walk in freedom. I wanted to be led more and more by his spirit and less and less by my fleshly emotions. And I actually went through a real, like as you said, you know, Christians, we can go through grieving, we can go through trauma, um, but we have that foundation, we have that hope, we have a, a peace that passes understanding. And when I went through a really sort of, traumatic time in life we we had this really unknown um, circumstance I was thrown into a lot of fear and doubt and I I struggled because I didn't understand how I could doubt God's word when I knew that it was true and so what has brought me the most freedom in my life is surrendering all those thoughts, all those feelings, all those hopes and dreams, laying them down and doing it in a physical way where I would write it out on paper and then right next to it I would write out the truth of God's word because I knew his truth was true. I Like I knew his word and his promises um, 
and that where he says, you know, I will never leave you. So when I was feeling alone, when I was that the loneliness, so that emotion, you know, that feeling of being alone, when I that just is, it wasn't right or wrong. That was how I was feeling. But I had to ground it in the truth. Well, what does God's word say? And he says, I'm not alone. And he says, I'm he never leaves me. So I could hold on to that truth. And then that truth slowly replaced that emotion for me. And that's really what brought me healing. That's really what held me, you know, as we walked through that trauma and and that sort of unknown season in our lives, because I could come back to the truth. And that truth was what set me free. So I guess like my journey since that time, that was a few years ago, um, where we sort of walked that as a family, a really uh, that unknown season. A few, so from then, I've really journeyed. What else is not surrendered? You know, in my life, what else is? What other emotions are not surrendered? And one of the really big ones was fear. So. Um, Fear was holding me back from trusting God completely, trusting in his goodness and his faithfulness. And so, yeah, I've then really just felt the Lord leading me to lay down that fear. Fear is, as I said before, you know, not of God. It's a real emotion, but it's not of God. And so surrendering that to him has you know, another thing has brought me just so much freedom in my life. And I just love how God's fingerprints are all over that story, because yeah. even though you did walk through trauma, yeah, he obviously was a caring father and wasn't just like, we're going to slap a bandaid on this and move on. You know, he like walked with you through your trauma and taught you that the example you said of writing your feelings down and then writing his truth right beside him is yes. an amazing exercise. I've done that myself and just how powerful to see this yeah. is when I'm feeling my flesh, but this is what yes. I'm bringing it back to God. Yes. Yeah. It's so, that really is so true. It's such a powerful exercise. And that, like you said, I like what you said, you know, he's such a loving father. It's not like he just says, um, you know, come on, get up, get on with it. You know, I'm real, you know, you know, I'm true. You know, we all win in the end, you know, the story. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. We, we did have to walk through, you know, heartache and grief and, and that unknown time, but it wasn't like, he wasn't buoyed in that. He, he wasn't, you know, disappointed in us in that, that we, we had that, those doubts or fear or whatever we were feeling, loneliness um, in that time. So it, it was, yeah, he's so good to reveal himself in how he meets all of our needs. What he meets the desire of, you know, the emotion is, you know, often a, a desire as well. You know, we want hope or we want peace or we want rest, you know, like, um, the emotions can be void of those things. So he meets us in that, you know, he really meets us wherever we're at. So, yeah, it's really, really precious when you 
can see that when you're honest with God about your emotions, he can just meet you there in that and really give you what you need. It reminds me of the song. Have you heard um, Come What May by We Are the Messengers? I think it's by. Oh, I only think I've just come across that once recently. And so I'm not overly familiar with it, but I do not by name. It's just good that like no matter what comes, like God is still our shepherd and God's still walking with mm. us. And it's just a good reminder. So we've talked a little bit about scripture verses, mm. but other than those, um, are there resources you could suggest on this topic? Yeah, I think probably the two um, big things I would go to would get yourself some really great books on this topic of the mind, your emotions, your um, and how, I guess, how feelings line up with the truth of God. And I think probably one of the great authors on this would be Dr. Carolyn Leaf. I know she has got a lot of um, books on um, getting healthy in your mind mm-hmm. and getting your thoughts in a line with God's word and choosing healthy thought patterns. So she does a lot. She has a lot of resources on that. But I'm totally also in love with um, Louis Giglio's new book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. That is a huge, that's so um, prevalent at the moment with the whole taking captive our thoughts and um, not letting the enemy come in when we're supposed to be in the presence of God, uh, walking in the spirit, not letting the enemy come in and take over our thoughts and our feelings and whispering his lies to us. So that's another good I've come, good book I've come across. But there's so like there are so many, as you would know, Amber, so many authors out there at the moment that speak to that whole, you know, one of the, I guess the more well-known ones would be Joyce Meyer, The Battlefield of the Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Greg Rochelle had one recently as well that name has just slipped to my mind of his book um but he did one as well about the mind and setting your thoughts right um so there's a lot of good books out there reading and resources in that sense I guess the other thing for me if I can suggest would come back to that um practical exercise of writing out your feelings and your emotions and then writing corresponding verses truth of God so I put that under the heading of journaling some people journal you know their thoughts their feelings some people journal prayers or scripture verses and things like that so I think journaling is a great way to work through what we're feeling and, and, and the emotions that we're experiencing. And um, I really think that's a great way to be aware. And then when you're aware, you can surrender them, you know, especially if they're not in alignment with God's word. So I think those two actions, reading, um, 
really good reads, really good books and journaling are some great ways, yeah, to help us in that. Yeah, for sure. I haven't heard of that. Uh, Louis Giglio, did you say? I haven't heard of that book, but I'm super interested in looking it up now. Yeah, yeah. He's, I listened to the audio of it um, and, yeah, incredible take on Psalm 23, actually, that where the verse is, you know, you give me, mm-hmm. uh, prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And he just, you know, takes from that, don't let the enemy sit down at that table. Don't let the enemy speak lies into your mind when you're supposed to be, you know, living in the powerful presence of the Lord. So, yeah, it's a really, really good, really good message. So it sounds really good. Excited mm. to look it up. So transitioning a bit, but not too much. How do mental health struggles put into surrendering our emotions? Yeah, I, I think coming back to that verse, 2 Corinthians 10.5, where it says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So I think that really explains how we can have thoughts and we can have beliefs that go against the knowledge of God. That's what that verse says. You know, we we can come against arguments and pretenses and things that come against the knowledge of God. And there's so much out there in the world today, isn't there, Amber, that is just, it might have um, a little bit of truth, but it's twisted mm-hmm. or it might be just completely left field. And, it, you know, there's so, so much of this world today is about self, you know, make yourself happy, put yourself first, do what feels right for you. and on the surface, that's kind of like, oh, yeah, I've got to look after myself before I can look after others. So we kind of think that might be something godly, but actually that's nowhere in Scripture. You know, nowhere in Scripture does it say put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we need to um, take every every thought that comes our way, every philosophy that comes across our path, every new age mental health theory that comes our way we need to to bring before the knowledge of God the truth of his word we need to take captive and make it obedient to Christ to the way of the kingdom rather than the way of the world so I know there's a huge awareness of mental health these days which I think is incredibly good I think it's God-driven because he's the one that says, you know, in those other verses that we, we mentioned before, think about things of heaven and dwell on what is true and noble and right. When people have mental health struggles, oh, look, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to go into any medical side of it. But um, I know personally, as I mentioned before, like my own struggle that time we walked through deep trauma um my mental health was a wreck because I was suffering the weight of emotions of loneliness of grief of fear and doubt um that you know that God was going to come through for us all of those things affect our mental health so when we're struggling to surrender our emotions 
I think we really get trapped there in that that place. Mm-hmm. And we come if we come back to that John 8:32, know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the the mental health struggle I think maybe could for some people come from not knowing the truth and not being able to walk in freedom. Yeah, for sure. And I know there are some people that have like anxiety or depression on a chemical level where it's really not their fault, but still being as consistent as one can, even with that, to stay in the word. God's not going to um, count it against someone because of a mental health issue that they have no control over. Yeah, we do live in a broken world. But yeah. Exactly. As you say, like, keep coming back to the word, keep no matter if it's uh, chemical or not, keep coming back to the word and setting your feet on the foundation, as you've said this whole time, Laura, and just building that foundation in our life, regardless, is going to be huge. Yes. And, and I think being aware, like asking God, is this from you? Mm -hmm. What I'm feeling this anxiety, if I'm anxious about a particular event or a particular person you know encounter with a person am I anxious about this is this grounded in the knowledge of God or not right yeah I'm going to take that feeling that anxiety that emotion take that captive and surrender it make it obedient to Christ ask him for his truth that's what I started doing in my when in my own struggle God is this based on your truth ask him he's going to reveal his truth he wants us to be in relationship with him he wants us to walk in freedom and and um wholeness in his spirit he wants us to walk you know according to his spirit so when we ask him i truly believe that he will reveal his truth to us yeah me too exactly it's uh reminds me of that verse john 10 10 that yes. i kind of base my ministry around that talks about god jesus coming down so that we have life abundant on the yeah. other hand, Satan's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And how yeah. soon, if we get wrapped up in our emotions, the devil can plant seeds and start growing yeah. his stuff in our lives. Yeah, um, that's right. When we're making that foundation on Christ, it's abundant. Like, it's not going to be perfect. We're still in a broken world. Yeah, there's abundance in Christ. Like, and I think it's really easy, of course, to like when we're apart from our emotions and just chatting like this. Of course, we want to do that, but it's just keeping in our forefront of our mind at all times, mm-hmm. so that when we get into the storm, we're not. Oh my goodness, what do I do? Like, we've got to keep. It's a daily exercise to rely on the Lord. Oh, absolutely. The I think the choice to surrender definitely is daily, because choosing to trust Him needs to be daily and if you if you think about um when I think of the word surrender I, I think you know white flag surrender um but it's not it's not like we're giving up our life it's different to that mm-hmm. when you think oh you know white flag surrender in a you know like an army sense it's not it's not like that it's I really feel like it's the honor opposite we actually are handing over our life to the one who made it and and created it to be abundant like you just said that he offers us abundance in return he offers us freedom and peace and strength and hope in return 
So why wouldn't I want all those things? Why, exactly. why wouldn't why wouldn't I want um, that life? So for me, surrendering and choosing to trust God daily is actually my best life. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, freedom and wholeness and peace and joy that I can't find in the world that I can't I can't have when I'm walking bound to my own emotions. Sorry, <laughs> rambling on there. No worries. I like it. Um, before we transition into some fun get to know you questions, I'm going to throw one more question at you. I didn't send you, but Ooh, if, you okay. had, if you had anything else on your heart to share with the women who are listening to the show regarding emotions or surrendering or really anything on the topics that we've talked about today, what would it be? Mm, good question. I think... For me, it would be to just reiterate, don't be afraid of your emotions and bringing them to God because he is the one who made you and when we're made in his image, that means he has emotions too. So I really think that not being afraid to come into his presence with our emotions is a really important step to being able to surrender them to him and then him giving them the godly ones back to us. That's amazing. Mm. We serve a good, good God. Oh, amen. We do. Amen. All right. So now we get to get to know you a little bit more. Um, oh. Three questions I always like asking my guests. If we were not separated by an ocean and you were able to <laughs> yes. be in my living room right now um, drinking coffee with me, what would you, be your drink of choice? Oh, yes. Um, it's, a, it's winter over there, isn't it? Yeah. It is. So it'd be cold and I would like to cozy up with a nice latte, nice creamy latte on your lounge, Amber. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, what since it's Australia and summer over there, what coffee drink do you like in the summer? Actually, that, I'm laughing at myself because I would have a coffee every morning with my husband for breakfast, whether it was winter or summer. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, you know, I like in the afternoon. I like a cup of tea in the afternoon, a nice English breakfast in the afternoon. So um, in summer to relax. Yeah, when, when I get home from work, cup of tea. In the afternoon would be good. That sounds good too. Mm. Um, can you share a book or two that you like a favorite book you've read this year? Oh, yes. What did I? F I read um, at the beginning of the year two, uh, two series by, oh, now I'm going to forget her name and that's going to frustrate all your lovely listeners. <laughs> Francine Rivers. Oh, I love her. Praise, praise the Lord, it came back to me. Her um, series on the mother's heart and the daughter's something, the daughter's hope, I think it was. And it was a series that spanned um, probably not quite 100 years, but it, it was a generational story. Oh, I absolutely loved it. 
and that was that was you know non-fiction of course um so absolute no not non-fiction fiction and um yeah absolutely loved that those stories of and you know had his historical base to it right up until the present time so that was really really good I did really enjoy that one she's one of my favorite authors so I have to look it up yeah I don't know if it's just recent but I yeah it was more towards the beginning of the year that I I read those I tend to do my um fictional reading in holiday times and my other you know just encouragement books or non-fictional books during throughout the year so sounds so cozy for the holidays snuggling up yes. with some fiction yes. love it yes yeah yeah so um and for this season of holidays that we've got coming up I've got another one of Francine Rivers called The Masterpiece I think it is have you heard of that one I've heard of that one but I don't think I've read it yeah that I'm I haven't read it either so I'm looking forward to doing that in um during our Christmas break so my family lives down near the beach so I'm going down to visit my parents and read my book (laughs) perfect that sounds nice yeah um, so our last question, what, I know it's summer there, but you can take this figuratively or literally, what <laughs> has been something that's really blessed you this season? Mm. Right. Well, I think the, the steadfastness of the Lord has been a blessing for me. Because we've had so much change lately, haven't we, Amber? We so much indeed. unknown in the world. Um, and I, I, yeah, like winter here, what we just had winter in Australia, we had another round of all the, the lockdowns and things like that here. Um, and so we, I feel like we kind of missed winter because we were all shut up anyway. And um, but the steadfastness of the Lord, no matter what's going on around me, has been like his faithfulness and he's willing to meet us like no matter the season. I think that's really been um, just such a highlight for me, such a blessing for me. And, yeah, so I, does that answer your question? It does. And I know I keep saying this, but God is so good. And just yes. Over and abundantly good. Yeah, yeah, just meets us where we're at. Yeah. Well, Laura, thank you so much for taking time to come and chat with us. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I love it. When when I was um, listening to those little messages that you sent me, my kids were like, oh, she's got an American accent. She's got an American <laughs> accent. And I was like, she probably thinks I've got an Australian accent. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I love it too. So thank you so much for having me, Amber. It's been thank great. You. I'll put your um links on the show notes so people can find you. And yeah, we'll talk great. soon. Yeah, thank you so much. You have a blessed uh, evening over there. You have a blessed morning. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Friends, was that not amazing? I'm so thankful for the work I get to do. I have always loved stories and 
and truly chatting with you all is my favorite part of my ministry. Come back next time for what is sure to be another impactful interview. And until then, as always, to God be the glory. Music